From the 27th floor of the Met Square building in beautiful downtown St. Louis, Missouri, this is Michael's Insurance Daily, a daily insurance coverage bad faith podcast put on by me, Michael Young, a coverage lawyer in uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, of course, home of uh, famous actor John Hamm, who, as we record this, turned 49 years old today. So uh, happy birthday to John of Mad Men fame. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's time for a show me state update. And as always, to introduce us, here is my senior associate, Ellie Young, age seven. I come from a state that raises corn and cotton and cockleburs and Democrats and frothy eloquence. Neither convinces me nor satisfies me. I am from Missouri. You, you've got to show me. Thank you, Ellie. Today's case comes to us from the Missouri Court of Appeals Eastern District. It's the Exotic Motors versus Zurich American Insurance Company case. I will put a link to the case in the show notes. The case involved a coverage question under a false pretense coverage policy, or at least coverage under that policy. Uh, The false pretense coverage clause at issue provided the insured with coverage for, quote, acquired, in quote, autos, when the insured suffered a loss when acquiring an auto from a seller who lacked legal title or authority to transfer ownership. Don't worry, it, it gets better. Uh, the insured in this case was a victim of fraud. They paid a substantial sum of money, according to the court, to uh, purchase an automobile but never actually received possession of the purchased auto. Zerk denied the insured's claim under the policy on the grounds that the insured never obtained possession of the car and therefore the car was not acquired, un- uh, was not an acquired vehicle under the policy. The trial court agreed with that and granted summary judgment in favor of Zurich. And then on appeal, Exotic Motors, which was the insured, maintained that the meaning of the term choir acquired was not just limited to possession, but also include the mere purchase of a vehicle, even when the purchaser never required physical possession or legal title. The appellate court ultimately agreed with the insurance company that acquired under Missouri, which was an undefined term, actually required possession of the auto, and since the insured never obtained possession of the auto, they didn't acquire it, and therefore there was no coverage. The court largely relied on some prior precedent from another appellate court many years ago, which had held the same, which was that the word acquired required possession, not just mere purchase of of the property. What's interesting, though, in the case is how the court came about its came about its ruling. The older case that this one relied upon in this case, uh, to figure out what the word acquired means, went back and looked at dictionaries, and specifically Webster's Third New International Dictionary. And that dictionary defined the term acquired to mean, quote, to come into possession, control, or power, or disposal of, often by some uncertain or unspecified means, end quote. And the court interpreted that to require possession of the auto, not mere purchase of it. The uh, insured, interestingly, though, tried to argue that that case should not be applied and that the court should look beyond mere dictionary definitions or should look at other dictionaries besides uh, uh, Webster's third. Perhaps they actually, according to the appellate court, argued that the court should Google the term and see what is out there. And if, when one would Google the term, 
one would find much broader interpretations of the meaning acquired than uh, merely requiring uh, possession. The appellate court uh, pretty firmly rejected that. The court held that the inquiry, of, of course, was not to arrive at a technical meaning of acquire, but rather to determine the ordinary meaning of the term. To determine the ordinary meaning of a term in an insurance policy, the court said that it would consult standard English language dictionaries. The court went on to say that courts do not favor, quote, dictionary shopping, end quote. Hadn't heard that before, dictionary shopping, and did not find that the insured had justified overturning the precedent, which had relied on the appropriateness of courts using dictionaries like Webster's Third to resolve questions of ambiguity. And then the appellate court, frankly, went on something of a book review here and talked about Webster's new uh, third new international dictionary. It said not only is the legal precedent here extensive, but Webster's third new international dictionary is especially well-suited to the task of determining plain meaning. Specifically, legal scholars have noted that, unlike some dictionaries that solely prescribe correct usage, Webster's third takes a more descriptive approach, recounting actual usage, regardless of whether it is technically correct. The court went on to say that judicial reliance on a non-technical dictionary like Webster's offers reliability and replicability, two important criteria for ensuring fairness and predictability to litigants in the judicial system. These cornerstones of reliability are lacking with internet searches for definitions such as was advocated by the insured here. The court said that the top hit of an internet browser search is problematic and that the substance of the search is always changing based on the time, location, and user history, among other unknown criteria in the search engine's black box algorithm. And then the court concluded that we were going to use Webster's third to delineate the definitional possibilities of the term at issue which, of course, required possession of the vehicle. So with this case, Missouri apparently has uh, now uh, Webster's third inter new international dictionary. is apparently the official dictionary of the state of Missouri, which is, uh, w w which is, which is good to know. So anyway, uh, we often talk about in policy interpretations, what does a term mean? And, um, you know, oftentimes we will refer to dictionaries to interpret what terms mean. If you're going to interpret a, uh, a po policy provision in the state of Missouri, according to this new case, it is uh, very helpful to take a look at, uh, at, at Webster's third new international dictionary, apparently the official dictionary of the state of Missouri. So thank you so much uh, for listening. Again, I will have a uh, link to this case in the show notes. You can take a look. Uh, I'm sure you want to head over to Amazon right now and uh, buy a, a copy of this new dictionary because apparently this is what we're going to be taking a good look at going forward around here. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love it if you were to subscribe and also share this uh, podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you want to learn more about me, Michael Young, just uh, go to my website, michaelyoungstl.com. That's michaelyoungstl.com. You can find my articles, blog posts, uh, links to my LinkedIn, Twitter, email, all that good stuff. As always, you have to remember that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based 
solely upon advertisements. Have a great day.